Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright. This week we were joined by Champagne Central Boys Swimming and Diving as the Maroons prepare to head up to the suburbs for the IHSA state meet. Nolan Miller and Aiden Williams will partake in individual events on the swimming side of things. Diver Bobby Rhodes has also qualified individually and the Maroons 200 and 400 yard relay teams will also compete at the state level. Good things are in store for the Maroons. We recorded their interview in our studio at about 9 o'clock on Thursday morning. Right after they left, they stopped by the original House of Pancakes for a team breakfast before heading north. Good luck to the Maroons. That and much more, me and sports editor Matt Daniels take you around the area basketball scene as well. You won't want to miss it. Extra prep is next. Transfer Portal, NIL, Recruiting, covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. We are joined bright and early on the morning of February 23rd by a trio of Champaign Central swimmers. Later today, they will make their way up to the Chicago suburbs to swim at the IHSA States. Meet Nolan Miller, Tim Norcross, and Aiden Williams joining us. Guys, thank you so much for making some time with us here as you guys get ready to grab breakfast as a team and head up to state. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's where we'll make our first cut. Uh, Nolan, we'll start with you, keeping it broad. You guys had a, a great performance at the sectional meet at Urbana last Saturday. A lot of school records fell, meet records, pool records. It was a record-setting day. Just your thoughts as you guys come off that high and get ready to narrow in and focus on the state tournament. Yeah, it was uh, it was just about what we thought it was going to be, I'd say. Uh, Dave sent me and Aiden a text I want to say Jan- December or January, yeah. uh, he sent us a picture of the record board, and he said, I think we can take about six of these down. <laughs> so we were one short, I think, but, you know, we still did pretty good. And uh, for, me, for me, I mean, I wasn't really rested for uh, sectionals, so it was kind of a good uh, kind of checkpoint, if you will, just to kind of see where I was at before state. And uh, Aiden really went off on state, which was – or at sectionals, which is fun to see. But – yeah, it was a good overall day for the team. I want to recap real quick exactly where you guys qualified. Nolan, you're qualifying in the 200-yard freestyle and 500-yard freestyle. Aiden will swim in the 50-yard freestyle and the 100-yard freestyle. Avi Rhodes has qualified as a diver. And, Tim, this is where you come into the picture. You're part of the 200 relay team that qualified alongside the 400 relay team. So all told, yep. seven events for the Maroons this weekend. Uh, Tim, let's go to you. What... Uh 
What's the best part of being a central swimmer? Oh, man. Not the early morning workouts, obviously. Yeah, definitely not the early mornings. <laughs> um, I struggled to get here at 9 a.m. So. so did I. Um, <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> I would say the best part is definitely the team atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy swimming, but I'm not necessarily like a natural, you know, mm-hmm. like some of these guys. So I'd say just, uh, you know, hanging out with the team. Uh, you know, going to stopping by just the little things, like mm-hmm. you know, the teammates, I guess. Gotcha. All right, we got uh, for those obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't uh, see, but hopefully, you went to the news because that's Snapchat and saw the trio of central swimmers that are here. And we'll have a take a photo of them later here in, in the newsroom. But Nolan is decked out in a uh, is that a dark gray blazer suit? Uh, Aiden's got a light gray suit game going on. Tim's not as dapped up, but he's still dressed very nicely. So, Aiden, I'll go to you. What's with the attire today? Uh, we want to look good. We want to look great going up to the pool. <laughs> and we got to show them that we mean business, right? Yes, yeah. And before you guys – now, now this is where – so before you guys head up to the suburbs, you guys are stopping for breakfast. i got to imagine the, the sport coats have to come off when you guys go to OHOP here in a little bit. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> want to keep the – Chocolate chip pancakes off the off the I was going to say need sure. some bibs or something. So, Nolan, is it, uh, is it carb loading uh, at Original House of Pancakes before you go up there? What's what's on the menu this I morning? I don't know. I mean, I've never really thought too much about food in general, I guess. <laughs> I, I just, you know, if I'm hungry, I eat. But, you know, it's a great it's a great restaurant, so you got to get the chocolate chip pancakes okay. for sure. It, it, so it, the whole uh, cliche of, you know, swimming on an empty stomach, that's, is that, I mean, a, is that that's a myth? I mean, it's not great. Okay. We're, we're going to carb load tonight. <laughs> don't, get us, don't get us wrong. We're going to go to uh, Buca de Beppo up in Chicago, okay. so gotcha. get some nice Italian food. Nolan, what's the best? Uh, obviously, you guys have goals that you want to achieve in the pool, uh, state titles, things like that, especially for you, Nolan, after finishing second last year in the 200 free and, and 500 free, but... Take us into what a weekend is like at state. Uh, obviously, the the drive up there, the the fun times with the teammates, while also still focused in on on what you guys want to accomplish in the pool at all. Um, I personally think it's all about keeping it light. Um, you know, we I've have me personally, I've had nerves. You know, knowing that this this weekend was going to be coming, I've had nerves since October, <laughs> before season <laughs> even started. You know, and uh, uh, you know now it's good to see. You know, they're coming into excitement. You know, and I mean, like our coach says, it's just a it's a good sign that shows you you're ready. And, you know, you got to do your job on Friday. You got to make it back for Saturday. But Saturday, just have fun. It's a chance to swim fast. So, yeah, looking forward to that. How do those nerves come into the picture when you're up on the block getting ready for the, the whistle, you know, to dive in? How do you manage those nerves and get ready to go, right, knowing that, you, you know, you're going to dive in? Do you treat it like any other race, or, or do you let some of those thoughts maybe creep in and, and use them as motivation or whatever? Yeah, I mean, adrenaline is a big key uh, to kind of get the heart going and get ready to race. So, I mean, you can see I mean, pictures from last year. You know, I was, I was, I was pretty calm up there. You know, as soon as you're in that, uh, environment they're used to being on the blocks with five other guys you know it's just you're locked in and you don't really hear the announcers saying you don't hear the crowd behind you you just you up there and you know what you're about to do so getting excited for it all right tim your uh your coach dave young uh a <laughs> little banter here in, in the newsroom is we we pretty we're pretty much sure he's the nicest coach high school sports coach of any team in our <laughs> coverage area 
what is Dave Young like as a coach? Um, he's honestly not like any coach I had before. Like, uh, he's uh, very soft spoken. I would say. So I was kind of like, how is this guy going <laughs> to coach a group of high school? Uh-huh crazy swimmers but he does it somehow like when coach is talking everybody listens Mm -hmm. which is really amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, not something you'd expect but no he definitely uh leads by like just Mm -hmm. um leads by example and Mm -hmm. all the swimmers respect him so i'm i've been very lucky to have him as a coach and uh i think i've learned a lot from him Mm -hmm. about uh swimming but also just being a nice person yeah really. <laughs> I mean, like, he's he's just genuine um aiden we'll go to you uh 50 free 100 free uh take us into the mindset of especially the 50 free i'm always curious one do you breathe during the race <laughs> and how do you go about just preparing for just a frantic sprint uh, up and down the pool it's just it's just got to be lights out you got to be locked in just just put everything all into that one race. Even in the 100, you're not really thinking too much. Nothing really goes through your head, especially in the 50. But <laughs> I I take one breath, but I really shouldn't. <laughs> but it obviously works because I swim 20.6 with one breath. But maybe maybe you can try something new. I don't know if I'll do that this weekend, but I definitely got to work on that. When do you take that one breath? Is it right when you dive in? Or how, how, explain to me how you the process of swimming fast i mean i can't even swim in a straight line so what you guys do is just amazing (laughs) to me uh but also just the the process of you know the race itself uh yeah i i usually take that breath probably like in the middle of my second 25 again i probably shouldn't (laughs) still do it um but yeah those those races are all just lights out you gotta you gotta be locked in just everything you got everything that you can you can use with your body you just need to get it all out and then nolan on the other side of that the the 500 yard freestyle the marathon <laughs> I, my question is how that's, that's all I, <laughs> you know it might sound a little weird but it's not a marathon it's a really it's a sprint okay <laughs> um we i mean we train for it um you know just kind of seeing how much they can throw at me mm. trying to stay at that pace in practice so you know, we definitely find uh, failure a lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like laying on the pool deck, just gassed. My coach, Ben, who coaches me more uh, mm-hmm. than Dave, but he's just kind of laughing at me and saying, no, you got more. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, honestly, I, I try not to think about it. Um, I know I've worked at it uh, all year, so, yeah. How do you find motivation in that last 25? Maybe motivation is not the right word, but just how do you manage that last 25 yards knowing, like, hey, I've got someone – right alongside me you know i've got to i've got to go here to finish this race after you've just swam 475 yards and you know you you're you're gassed um i just like to think that i'm tougher (laughs) in a way you know uh (laughs) yeah um you know i i like to remember you know kind of how i train and you know just think about how strong i've gotten and how ready i am for the race and you know the fact that the wall is only that (laughs) <laughs> that little bit away, you know, mm-hmm. it, it helps too. All right, Tim, uh, explain this to me too, because this is a terminology I've heard for most of my life when I've written about swimming or, or talked to coaches or swimmers. What exactly is tapering? Uh, 
my understanding is <laughs> I'm glad you're kind of confused about yeah, it too. Well, I think it's <laughs> different. Like Nolan tapers different than, okay. than I do because I'm more of a sprinter. But okay. um, it is just decreasing like the load that you're putting on your muscles. So mm-hmm. just swimming less in practice. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, you know, doing some sprints, mm-hmm. doing some technique to basically get your your body ready but also keep a feel for the water okay. as you approach like a saturday or whatever mm-hmm. gotcha all right aiden uh when did you start swimming when did you start swimming competitively and and what kept you going in the sport all these years uh, that's a good question um I don't know when I started swimming, maybe like seventh grade, sixth grade. So I, it hasn't been like some people, some of these kids have been swimming for a very long time, but me, I haven't really been swimming too long, but longer than most people. Okay. <clears throat> but um, I think what kept me going is just honestly, just the people around me. They made me want to get better. They make me want to strive for more. So it keeps me hungry. Gotcha. Tim, what are some fun traditions you guys have, uh, you know, as, as a team? I know at Urbana, for instance, everyone dyes their hair when they get to a certain point of the season. What, uh, as we get some laughs from the, <laughs> yeah. the contingent here, but um, what what does Central do that maybe is that you? I know all your hair is intact, no no dye, but well, the, the, okay, gotcha. Uh, I, I wish I wish I do wish we had a camera because uh, we did we didn't dye the hair, but. We did have some head shaving. Head shaving? Okay. Head shaving. Uh, <laughs> Nolan looks a lot better than he did like a week ago. <laughs> we, we got him fixed up. Uh, you don't need a swim cap when you go that route, right? No. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just shave it all off, right? That's right. Like, that's, what they were, that's what they were telling me to do. Okay. <laughs> that's the pro move. I feel like that's, that's, uh, that's what you see. I feel like every year you see an Olympian who's got, you know, bald head kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> all right, Nolan, a lot of... Uh, a lot of limelight in high school athletics obviously goes to, you know, football players, basketball players, things like that. But we were talking, you know, before we started uh, recording this, and uh, Joey and I aren't morning people at all. We're, we're night owls. Um, you guys have to be morning people. Um, give us a lowdown of, of what workouts are like, and uh, are there days where you wake up and you don't see the sun at all that particular oh, yeah. day? 100%. <laughs> Um, how how early are we talking about these workouts? What are these workouts so, like? How do you get used to them? So workouts are technically at six. I like to get there at five forty-five, a little early. You know, uh, I tend to I I tend to take a little bit more time in between my lifts. Uh, Aiden, I know he gets up way before practice, like four. <laughs> so I, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I'm not always asleep. At four. <laughs> All right, Aiden, I, I need your insight on this. Four a.m. Why? 4 a.m.? Yeah. I think it's more 4.30. I have actually never swam 4 a.m. Not swam, but you no, wake you up know. early. Oh, I thought you said 4 a.m., like the medley. Oh, no. no. Oh, you you wake up 4 a.m. Uh, I just have to mentally prepare myself. Like, I got to be fully awake if I'm going to lift or swim. I can't just, like, get up and instantly leave. Okay. I got to, yeah. like, you know, brush my teeth. That's, that's not, <laughs> that's not the case Yeah, with me. Yeah. I just I get up and I go. Sometimes I sleep in my workout clothes. <laughs> just roll out of bed and get in the car. Tim, yeah. is, is that uh, – obviously, you guys are all seniors. Is that something that you'll look back on, you know, five, ten years down the road when you guys are in your careers, you know, 
maybe after you guys win, you know, Olympic medals, things like that. But uh, do you think the the grind of swimming, how much can that help you for later in life? Do you think once you know the competitive days in the pool are, are behind you guys? Uh, it's definitely good for like building habits. Uh, I n- I never really woke up before like seven a.m. <laughs> so uh, I think I will look back on it with uh, good memories even though it may not be fun at the time. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely good for building habits and dedication and perseverance and all that. Nolan, how does that help just maybe create bonds with these guys? Because you're, you're doing something that not a lot of other kids are doing, and, and it's tough, and I'm sure there's been mornings in the winter where it's, you know, 10 degrees outside, and, man, that bed seems really warm and comfortable, and, yeah. nope, you gotta you got to get in the pool. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely mornings like that. Um, But, I mean, on the flip side, there's mornings where you're just excited to get after it. Um, But uh, I would just say, you know, we do a lot of screaming in the weight room. (laughs) It's really loud. We make it a good atmosphere. You know, we try and make it fun. I mean, there's guys, some of the juniors on our team are are pretty funny guys. So, I mean, captains next year. (laughs) It'll be fun to come back next year. I'll just say that. Um, But... Yeah, I think we, we try and pick each other up, you know. When you see some guys lifting heavy, you go encourage them. You see, you know, some guys having a bad day, you go cheer them up. And, I mean, that's not even just morning practice. That's that's an every every single practice type thing. And I think that's partly what makes us, you know, such a complete unit. Mm-hmm. Aiden, we talk about fun memories in the weight room. I've got to imagine this weekend's been filled with fun memories in the hallways, right? Getting high fives from classmates. I'm sure getting a nice send off as you guys get ready to go to the state meet. Uh, just what's what's this week been like? Just in the hallways of Champaign Central High School with classmates, with teachers. I'm sure a lot of congratulations. Actually, no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I, I think there was no. maybe two or three people that noticed or like said, "Hey, good job." But even on the announcements, I thought they would say something about yeah. sectionals. They, they, were, they were just talking about the basketball team, and I'm like. Mm. We just won sectional, broke all these records, and they're still talking about this basketball team. They'll yeah, talk about us when we win state. Yeah, yeah for real. Okay. They'll talk about us then. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, you've made we'll, it farther. Yeah, than we'll save the congratulations s- for after. Hopefully, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, Nolan going to Ohio State to uh, to swim for the Buckeyes. Uh, Aiden is uncommitted right now, teasing for a possible announcement here later. <laughs> you tuned. can you can break it here on this podcast if you want to, Aiden. I won't I won't <laughs> hold that against you. Uh, what, uh, what led you to Columbus? Uh, what, uh, what are you most looking forward to when you, uh, eventually start your, your college swim career? Obviously you have some unfinished business this yeah. weekend to take care of first with Champagne Central. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. That might be my chair. No, <laughs> no, no you're good. Um, I get, you know, uh, it, it's a long process. You know, you talk to schools, you hope to visit schools. Maybe they don't want you to go. Maybe they do. You know, so oh, OSU is like my third visit. I'd been to Indiana and Minnesota previously, and I was down at Texas for a swim meet and kind of talked to some coaches and visited around their campus there too. But uh, my official ones were both in the Big Ten. So I kind of knew, all right, Big Ten's where I want to go, um, closer to home. But, you know, when we got to OSU, I wasn't particularly too hyped. I was, I mean, I... uh I kept notes in my phone about all about all the the schools that I'd visit, and I remember the first day you could see there's a 
there's a switch when my brain was like, this place is kind of cool because I was writing all the bad things. And then I was like, these are all the good things, though. So um, I definitely, you know, had to warm up while I was there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm like you said, we got unfinished business this year. Um, got to get through the spring. We got a couple meets and then summer, of course, and then we'll go there in the fall and work it out. We've talked about carb loading and all that fun stuff I'm, I'm sure you're excited to take advantage of ohio state's uh, wealth of dining options right <laughs> yes <As a> swimmer <laughs> it's, yes. it's gonna be exciting yeah 100 <laughs> percent um they they definitely take care of their athletes there and i'm proud and lucky to call myself one of them tim uh what uh swimming a relay uh, how how do you guys just handle that aspect of it and and the timing of it too because you don't want to obviously jump in the pool before you're supposed to so what how do you guys practice things like that and, and what is that like leading up to a moment like will happen on on friday when you guys are you know at the state meet and mm-hmm. uh you know the the spectacle and the noise and everything that comes with the pressure of, of the state meet how do you guys just work out the the timing aspect particularly in, in the relays yeah uh well ideally we practice it enough that we don't really have to think about it at uh at the big meet so we've been every day for the past week just getting in reps uh, in practice, just doing a relay start. The timing is really just about, like, feel. You can't really, like, count down or anything. You just have to practice it enough that you know, you know, oh, he's coming in now, and then you dive in, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's just been a lot of practice. And then when, when it's actually at the big meet, though, I think being with your team helps you kind of relieve some of the pressure. Like, um... You're all there behind the block. Usually you kind of have a little chat before mm-hmm. the race. So we practice for it enough that uh, the timing shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully everyone saw Sunday's news Gazette where Joey uh, was out at the Urbana sectional and, and had some photos, obviously, of the team in the pool after uh, the win. Also a photo of Aiden mm-hmm. on the podium there after you set a couple records and one thing i noticed aiden and, and you see it obviously in, in olympics with the swimming uh cupping uh <laughs> explain to the listener that process and what exactly goes into it and why there's weird markings on your body well it's like it's like these little things that you put on these cups that you put on your body you know and it's like there's this little thing you pump it up and it just sucks like it sucks all your like skin up and muscles or whatever mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just it's good for uh, just like loosening up, just getting your muscles ready, getting yeah. the good blood flow. Also on Saturday, uh, that celebration in the pool, you guys all jumped in with the plaque. I think you were the one that tossed Coach Young into the pool, right? <laughs> Do I have that right? Uh, I don't well, know. <laughs> I had to. I, I think I've it. got a blurry picture on my phone of that moment. What, what was that like to hop in the pool with with Coach and the team included and, and celebrate there in the diving area? Well, it's pretty cool. We've done it all four years I've been here. So. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave was trying to be like, oh, it's going to be a close meet. But no. We, we, we knew. We knew <laughs> it was going to happen. They knew. <laughs> I got one more. One more, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, wrap, uh, we'll wrap with this, and you guys all three can answer it. We'll start with Nolan and go to Tim and, and finish with Aiden. Um when it's all said and done, Saturday night rolls around, uh, the state meets over. I guess Nolan, again, question, same question to all three of you guys, but we'll start with Nolan. What's the lasting memory you want to have from, from this weekend up at uh, up at State in, in Westmont? 
Uh, well, I'd like to walk away with some hardware, personally. <laughs> but you know, more than that, I'd like to walk away with a, a top 10 finish as a team. And I, I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm. And you know that, I mean, more than a sectional banner, more than a conference banner, which we didn't get, uh, you know, more than even a state ring, personally. You know, I mean, that, that'll help. But, you know, getting that banner up there with our year next to, you know, all those years of successful swimmers mm-hmm. on this team, I mean, that's, that's a big thing. And I think that's something that, you know, I've, I've kind of been building to my four years here. You know, we've won sectionals four years, mm-hmm. didn't win conference, like I said, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I think to cement our legacy as a team, you know, that top 10 in state, that's a big goal. Mm-hmm. Tim? Yeah. Top 10 definitely is the main goal. Um, me, per, my personal goal, uh, I'm just in the relay, so I think we have a good chance at making finals in that and possibly uh, taking down the school record also. So that's uh, my personal goal. Okay. Uh, well, I hope to win the 53. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Hopefully uh, do really good in the 100 as well. See if I can take down the school record in that one. It's like a 45-6 or something. So it's I, possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> but we're just going to go there, try our, try our best, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I hope just, like, to have a good time with the team, not, not mess around too much. <laughs> still have some fun and just have those memories for the rest of my life. Well, a great season so far. Best of luck this weekend. I know uh, good things in store for all of our guests, Nolan Miller, Tim Norcross, Aiden Williams, and uh, those who are part of the the state's meet that aren't here. Uh, As I mentioned, Avi Rhodes is going to be a diver and some other relay members as well. We've got to let you guys get to the original Pancake House, (laughs) original House of Pancakes, I'm sorry, for (laughs) breakfast here in a few minutes. So we'll let you guys go and wish you guys the best of luck this weekend. Nolan Miller, Tim Norcross, and Aiden Williams joining us, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You bet. Quick break, and we're back for more on Extra Prep. Transfer Portal, NIL, Recruiting, covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini. Welcome back to Extra Prep. Big thank you once again to Nolan Miller, Aiden Williams, and Tim Norcross joining us this morning. Good luck to Champion Central boys swimming and diving at the state meet this weekend. Back in the News Gazette newsroom now, Joey Wright and Matt Daniels. Matt, big weekend, big week, I should say, mm-hmm. for boys and girls basketball mm-hmm. in the area. I want to start with the boys' side of things, it's regional week across the state, and a number of teams are going to vie for regional championships on Friday night. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got 10, teams, 10 area teams that'll uh, tip off Friday night at, at 7 p.m. in uh, six regional title games uh, across the area, and uh, only one in, in 3A, uh, Muhammad Seymour uh, gets to try to pull the upset against Lincoln at Champaign Central, and... Uh, 2A, uh, two intriguing matchups there. St. Joseph Ogden, the second seed, plays host Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin uh, for regional title. And then in Fairbury, 
Prairie Central tries to continue their magical season when they host Monticello. And then uh, we've got three 1A regionals featuring area teams. Up in Colfax, uh, Leroy kind of had a surprising win against Milford on, on Wednesday night. They get to take on Lexington. Uh, Armstrong Regional, Joey, you were there Wednesday. We can dive into that one a little bit more. But uh, Salt Fork uh, goes against St. Thomas Moore. And then in Tuscola, it's a battle of the Cola Wars again. Tuscola and Arcola duke it out Friday night for uh, a regional title. So that's the lineup for Friday night. And now we're going to hit them with some great analysis here. That's right. And I I think we can uh, get through this a little quicker than last week's episode (laughs) that took uh, multiple hours to record. And I'm sure I left uh, in the editing process, left some things in that probably shouldn't have made it. All right, Joey. uh, It was fun. It was a great time. Colin joined us for that one. Colin Likas, our our preps editor. And yeah, looking at these five games again, I think we can kind of speed through it. But uh, these are some games worth spending some time on, starting with Lincoln and Muhammad Seymour. Lincoln's had a great season, as always, 27-5. and Muhammad Seymour, a little bit down from where we thought they might be at, at this point in the year, certainly compared to last year, mm-hmm. coming in at 13-16. and 16, But an Apollo Conference battle here for a Class 3A regional title. Yeah, I mean, Muhammad Seymour beat Lincoln uh, last year on the Bulldogs' home court to win a regional title, so these two programs are, are very familiar with one another. Uh, a lot of preseason expectations for Muhammad Seymour were placed on the fact that uh, that you thought they're going to have Blake Walters and, and Quentin Rogers uh, on on the basketball team this year, multi-sport standouts for Muhammad Seymour, but uh, Walters, who's signed a pitch uh, at Arizona uh, for baseball in college, is opting to focus all of his attention on on baseball this spring. Can't fault him for that. Quentin Rogers, standout wide receiver for Muhammad Seymour football. Uh, he's going to go play at Eastern Illinois uh, in college. Great choice by Rodgers since I'm an EIU grad. <laughs> go Panthers. Did you know Tony Romo went there? <clears throat> I did. I've heard that about a timer 500. Um, so not having those two and then a lot of – Mohamed Seymour too, unlike a lot of bigger schools in our area, they've got multi-sport athletes. So uh, guys like Wyatt Baum, and huge congrats to Baum as well. Uh, he committed uh, last last weekend to uh, Iowa State uh, as a walk-on quarterback and a play for uh, former Illini Nathan Shieldhouse, who's the offensive coordinator with the Cyclones. Uh, but he's still got business to take care of on, on the basketball court. And, uh, you know, Dayton Eisenman as well, another senior. Uh, Muhammad Seymour struggled er, at times this season, but uh, they know Lincoln really well, even though they have lost to the rail splitters twice. I'd imagine this would be the type of game that's like a – wouldn't be shocked if it's like a 35-30 final. Yeah. And it wouldn't shock me, too, if Muhammad Seymour pulls off the win against Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln had some trouble with Danville on on Wednesday night in, in the first regional semifinal game at Champaign Central. And then Muhammad Seymour had to rally from a seven-point deficit uh, against uh, the host Maroons to just get into the spot for, for Friday night. But uh, either way, should be a, a tough, rugged kind of – hard charging gritty type of game where points are kind of at a premium and uh it, again lincoln probably is the favorite they are the top seed after mm-hmm. all but uh, muhammad seymour uh, i don't think they're going to wilt away from from the spotlight or, or the pressure that uh, comes with the regional championship game as you mentioned earlier lincoln swept the season series wasn't in the gym either of those nights but at least looking at the score relatively close games the first lincoln win was 
48-43, and the rail splitters won 41-27 in the second meeting. Want to go to the 2A class now. This is a good one. St. Joseph Ogden and Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin. This is a matchup that St. Joseph Ogden won earlier this season during the Spartans' undefeated stretch to start the year. And St. Joe, I know they were your class 2A title pick last uh, week, but Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin, they know how to sneak a big win or two uh into the into the fold yeah and they had a big win wednesday night uh beating unity uh 56 55 bismarck henning rossville evans the sixth seed in this one probably too low of a seed to be honest for the the blue devils i mean they're 27 and 6 i think that just goes to show you too when seeds come out and and to no fault of bismarck henning rossville alvin they play in a conference, the Vermilion Valley Conference, that has a host of 1A schools as well, right. which I think would factor into to the seeding there. But knocked off Unity 56-55. Aiden Ingram's playing really well for, for Bismarck. Uh, Brett Mydell's a senior veteran leader. Uh, Hayden Rice, Isaiah Tidwell, the, the son of uh, Coach Gary Tidwell. Uh, the Blue Devils know how to win. Uh, that's been a, a hallmark uh, ever since Tidwell took the reins, oh, I want to say six or seven years ago in, in Bismarck. Um, the fact of the matter is, too, it's going to be a hostile environment for, mm. for St. Joe having to play at Bismarck. I'm sure the crowd will be into the game. and should be a great environment, atmosphere for a regional championship game. But, I mean, St. Joe's of Ogden is, is really clicking right now. Um, I know they struggled against Prairie Central back in mid-January when those two teams met in, in St. Joe for an Illinois Prairie Conference clash. But a lot of teams have struggled against Prairie Central this season. Uh, and St. Joe's of Ogden hasn't lost since. That, yeah. that game against the Hawks. Uh, Ty Pence has really turned it on here late and basically shown why he's a Division One recruit and arguably the, the top player in our area. But the Spartans are getting some good complimentary performances too from guys like Logan Smith and Tanner Jacob, two juniors who have, have really kind of stepped into to key roles this season. Uh, McGuire Atwood's kind of a steady senior presence for them, really good defender for, for the Spartans. And Coy Taylor's a sophomore who played last year as a freshman and had a great football season this past fall and, and can knock down some big shots when they need to. And Tanner Seams, too, is another sophomore that's really kind of emerged here late in the last month or so for Coach Kyle Duvall's team. These two teams have some recent history. They played uh, back in 2020 in the regional title game in St. Joe that Bismarck ended up winning in route to the Blue Devils, who were undefeated at that time, uh, making it all the way to a, a two-way super sectional game. I don't know. It should be a great game, great atmosphere uh, over in, in Bismarck. And, again, just like we mentioned with Lincoln, Muhammad Seymour, it wouldn't shock me if one of these teams, uh, if either of these teams come out with a regional championship on Friday night. It should be a, a great game, a well-contested game. Good matchup between Ty Pence and, as you mentioned, Aiden Ingram, Brett Mydell, Hayden Rice. Good trio for Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Not that St. Joe doesn't have some other pieces as well, of course. You look at McGuire, Atwood, and Tanner Jacob. But on to two more Illini Prairie Conference teams, Prairie Central and Monticello going to go at it. Prairie Central coming in as the one seed, of course. Highly touted team in the 2A class, 29-2. and Monticello, you're defending 2A runner-up. At 17 and 13, little down this year, but Kevin Roy's got that team playing good ball, good fundamentally mm -hmm. sound basketball, exactly yeah, what you'd expect from exactly, Monticello. Exactly, <laughs> and this is a rematch of a, a regional title game last year that the Sages won against the Hawks. I'm pretty sure that went to overtime as, as well, and uh, Monticello's got a completely new team uh, off of last year's squad. 
Prairie Central's got a lot of key players back, and you have to think with a game being in Fairbury on Prairie Central's home court, that's ample motivation enough for Prairie Central to continue this uh, this special season. Uh, these two teams have met already once this year, uh, less than a month ago, actually exactly a month ago, at the Seaver Center in Monticello, and Prairie Central came away with a hard-fought 65-56 win. Um, I don't know. Is there something about a Kevin Roy coach team in, in the postseason mm-hmm. that you just kind of have to have to be leery of? Uh, I know they only have a one-day prep uh, for Prairie Central uh, after Monticello uh, handled Iroquois West on, on Wednesday night, really shut down Cannon Leonard and the Raiders, came away with a convincing 63-38 uh, victory. And I'm, I'm sure knowing Kevin Roy and, and his staff and how he operates that program, uh, he's – He's had a, he's had an eye on what Prairie Central can do and, and what the matchups will be like ever since the the parents came out. But again, uh, Darren Bazell's Prairie Central team—they're uh, having a special season. One win away from the thirty win mark this year, and uh, they've shown that they can uh, really just get after teams uh, this year moving forward. So, should be a great game Friday night in Fairbury. And Matt, if Monticello can pull off that upset, of course, no easy task. I, I think people have to start looking at the Sages as. Maybe a, a real dark horse candidate to make it back to the State Farm Center. They'd only need two wins next week. Of course, mm-hmm. easier said than done, but uh, a good defensive-minded team. They say defense wins championships, you know, <laughs> to borrow a cliche. Yeah, that's that's true. And, uh, I mean, offensively, too, Trey Welter, a junior guard, has really showed flashes this year. Uh, Drew Shepard and, and Will Ross give them some steady post-presence as far as interior scoring and rebounding. And, and another senior, too, has really come on here strong here in, in the last – Ever since the postseason started, is Tyler Bundy, a senior who uh, really left his mark on on the football field this past fall, but he's kind of uh, thrust into more of a scoring role here in, in Monticello's first two postseason wins, and uh, we'll see if he can maybe be the the secret weapon uh, Friday night in in Fairbury. This to me has the makings of a game that is close at halftime, and then maybe the start of the second half. Uh, whoever really emerges in that third quarter, I think, is the one that's going to be hoisting the, the regional plaque come uh, come Friday night. That wouldn't be a, a shocking outcome in the slightest. And now on to the Class 1A selection of games. A trio of them. We'll start with the Ridgeview Regional. Lexington and Leroy going to go at it. A matchup of the second-seeded Minutemen and the sixth-seeded Panthers. 26-7 and seven versus 14-12. and 12. Yeah, it's a Heart of Illinois Conference written all over it. I mean, you got two HOIC teams there in, in Lexington and Leroy and playing on a neutral court in Colfax uh, with Ridgeview being an HOIC member as well. Uh, surprise, Leroy's in this position. Uh, they, they took down a Milford team 56-51 on, on Wednesday night. Leroy's the sixth seed. Milford was the third seed. And Aiden Portwood and, and Milford had really uh, – really played well at times this season so a good win for uh Leroy on on Wednesday night now they have a ta- tough task to, to take down the Minutemen Jack Edmondson a senior leader for Leroy is gonna have to have a huge game uh, he recently won over a thousand career points uh Mark Edmondson Leroy's coach uh, and also first News Gazette all area player of the year back in the day at uh Arthur uh is a he's a state champion. He won a state championship in 2016 uh, with Leroy, uh, led by Matt Chastain, basically single-handedly carrying the Panthers to a state title in Peoria. Um, yeah, these two teams have, have played twice already this season. Uh, Lexington won both of them, uh, one in December, one in mid-January as well. Again, though, it's a regional championship game. The, the stakes are raised. The atmosphere should be uh, a really good one in, in Colfax. And who knows, maybe Leroy can, can pull another upset Friday night. 
See how that one plays out. Uh, quick sidebar on the girls' side of things. This one is the HOIC uh, game of the week on the boys' side, but uh, there's a chance in the girls' bracket that it could be an all-HOIC uh, state title game, I believe, right. uh, with Deer Creek Mackinac and Eureka having a chance to make it. We know who Scott Ritchie would want to win that game. Is Eureka Hornets, absolutely. <laughs> and Fieldcrest, too, is still alive. Okay. So that's over kind of on the Peoria side mm-hmm. of the HOIC. It, it covers a lot of ground. Yes, it's the heart of the state of Illinois conference, it should be, because it's a mm-hmm. widespread swath of uh, square mileage that it the really HOIC is. covers pretty flat when you look at its height but then it it fans out widely and we'll get back to the girls side of things here in just a little bit but two more class 1a games to look at i'll be on hand for salt fork and st thomas moore tomorrow night in armstrong Mm -hmm. i saw the uh, the wednesday semifinals that's going to be a really good regional title game salt fork the two seed st thomas moore the three seed salt fork's got a lot of size a lot of strength down low and st thomas moore's a little longer a little more i i think um a little quicker, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, they got some scoring piece. Boomba's been a great piece, and Hendrickson, uh, Ryan Hendrickson mm-hmm. as well. So that's going to be a really good game in Armstrong. Yeah, I mean, South Force got the, the duo, the senior duo, and, and Garrett Taylor and, and Blake Norton, who have really carried the, the storm to a 27-4 and record uh, this season. Um, three of Salt Fork's losses have come against Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, a 2A team that is also playing for regional title on Friday night. St. Thomas Moore, likewise, has taken its lumps at times this season playing in the Atlanta Prairie Conference. You'd have to think that it should benefit them in the 1A postseason, and, and you saw that on display mainly in the second half of, of Wednesday night's win against Judah Christian. But, uh, yeah, it uh, should be a barn burner in, in Armstrong on, on Friday night, and whoever uh, comes out with the regional title most definitely will have earned it. See how that one plays out. Keep it an eye What's on What's your the prediction, so, Joey? You're you know, going to be there. I got to go. That's a – I've thought about it. I go back and forth because, uh, as you mentioned, you're going to make one fan base mad no matter I what know, you say. Right? Someone's got to, someone's got to suffer. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, I like St. Thomas More in this one, and okay. I think it'll be a great game. That's no disrespect to Salt Fork. I, I just look at St. Thomas More's pedigree this season. Weird, Andrew Johnson's calling me yeah. right now. <laughs> Salt Fork coach, a little, a little angry a little with fired you, Joe. Up, right? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this will be bulletin board material for the storm. As it should be. Yeah, they should. And they've been. A, they were a great guest on our podcast earlier this mm-hmm. season, and and I hope they. Uh, prove me wrong and now St. Thomas More's fan base <laughs> is upset but I hope it's a great game I, I just look at what St. Thomas More's uh, faced this season you know they play in obviously the mm-hmm. Illini Prairie Conference uh, lone 1A school in that conference uh, I believe mm-hmm. and you know so that means they've gone up again they've seen Prairie Central mm-hmm. they've seen St. Joseph Ogden mm-hmm. Monticello uh, the likes and I, I think they're ready for what Salt Fork's going to throw at them right. uh, despite their, their best at, you know they'll feed Blake Norton they'll feed Garrett Taylor will be a, a tough I don't think St. Thomas Moore's got anyone that matches up really well with Taylor mm-hmm. down yeah, low, but exactly. I think they can uh, if they can cut, get to the basket, and uh, mm-hmm. you know use the perimeter too. I, I think it's I don't know it's going to be a great game. Okay, don't yeah. expect many uh, live updates unless I can figure out a way to tweet <laughs> from the. Uh, there's not the, a lot of the, cell reception. The tin in roof, Armstrong High School. The, the tin yeah. roof at uh, <laughs> was it Robert Beasley Gym? I think it is in Armstrong. You got it. All right, uh, final 1A game is uh, down in Tuscola, and uh, no love lost between these two schools uh, or their fan bases. Uh, Tuscola, Arcola, 7 p.m. Friday night for the regional title in Tuscola. Tuscola, number one seed, comes in with a 26-6 record. Arcola, a bit surprising to be in the spot. The sixth seed, the Purple Riders, are at 17-13 and 13, uh, after they beat Okaw Valley 48-41 to 41 on, uh, on Wednesday night in the regional semifinal, which came after the Purple Riders had a close 
closer than it probably expected. Home regional quarterfinal win last Saturday, defeating 13 seeded Lasolette, 50 to 41. Um, the school is cruise so far yeah. in the first two games. Uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that they're not going to beat if they do beat Arcola, which I think they're going to. Mm-hmm. But if they do beat Arcola, I don't think it's going to be quite as convincing as it was for their first two wins. They knocked off 15th seed of Tri-County, 79-14 to 14 <laughs> last Saturday, <laughs> and then put 100 on Douglas County rival Villa Grove, winning 101-35 to 35 on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, Joey, you are fully on board the Tuscola train, the bandwagon. You are the conductor, the engineer, yeah, I, yep. uh, the person in the back of the Go train. <laughs> You're wearing a, I'm wearing uh, yellow a today, yellow yeah. gold sweatshirt <laughs> as we record this. Um, Justin Bozarth will probably send you some apparel later uh, if he tunes into this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If Arcola can keep it close early, uh, that should bode well for the Purple Riders. But I just think the, the Tuscola has, has too much. You know, Jordan Quinn, junior leader for them. Uh, really what's impressed me, too, about the Tuscola this season is, is the play of their sophomore backcourt and, and Parker James and, and Cam Sweetenham. They've uh, they've really emerged as some dependable scoring options for, for Tuscola to, to go with this season. And, again, I, I've got in our podcast last week, I had Tuscola making it all the way to Champaign in the 1A state semifinals, and I just think they've got the, the experience – that they've played this season at going against teams in the Central Illinois Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat Monticello on their home court to win the Holiday Hoopla as well. Just the, and the path they have in the one A, they're in the southern half of the of the bracket, um, hosting a regional two. Uh, I just think it's going to be another banner night for uh, for the Warriors on Friday night. Definitely, and uh, Tuscola benefited last week from. I think being at the very end of that podcast, <laughs> I, you know, I'm 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 standing by that pick. I'm I'm riding with the Warriors now, but uh, they had some external factors at play helping <laughs> helping aid that prediction. It's all right, Joey. It's um, okay. Should be. Uh, they got a great chance. They've uh, they've weathered uh, their schedule this season. Some tough losses, and, but peaking and at the right time. Exactly. And, and the Tuscola girls basketball program too. As we segue into the the two girls basketball games that are tipping off Thursday night. Don't know if uh, they'll be out before this podcast gets gets dropped at all. That's mm-hmm. on you, Joey, to, well, to well, do that. I was thinking about that. I hope it is. I hope to get this. It's four fifty three on <laughs> Thursday now. I'm I'm hoping to get it out before these games okay. end. But I'm thinking maybe our listeners might know the outcome by the That's time okay. they catch up and listen. Anyway, so. two two 1A girls basketball super sectionals featuring area teams on, on Thursday night. Uh, Tuscola takes on Nioga for the second time this season down in Casey. And then uh, further north in Lexington, St. Thomas Moore hosts, or doesn't host, they play Mount Pulaski. Um, Kyle Nikas is, is heading up to Lexington soon to, to take an STM. Um, and it should be, again, great games, spot in the Elite Eight on the line for, for both programs. Tuscola's had a magical season uh, that we've talked about numerous times on this podcast and had a great conversation with Tim Kolbecker and, and three of his seniors and, and Ella Boyer, Izzy Wilcox, and Harley Woodard back in January. Uh, sitting at 33-1, and one, had to rally um, earlier this week in, in Tuesday night's sectional semifinal against Effingham St. Anthony, the only team that has beaten Tuscola so far this season, and beat them soundly, too, by 20 points, 57-37, uh, back in February 6th. Uh, they rallied, came over with a 45-41 win uh, to get to this spot and a chance for the program to add some more hardware on, on what's been a memorable season. 
St. Thomas More um, kind of snuck under the radar, I want to say. Uh, I think they've, again, I think this goes back to what we were talking about with STM Boys Basketball. Playing in the Atlanta Prairie Conference, you're going up against quality 2A programs all season long. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the 1A, and, and their path just kind of seems to be a little easier, uh, I want to say. Um, but yeah, Maddie Swisher's having a, a dynamite senior season. Rory Kornstrom. Uh, Emma Dovacell as well. Uh, STM was in this position last year. Ended up losing a sectional title game to, to Ridgeview uh, in Farmer City. So a uh, chance for a, a proud bas- girls basketball program to, to add some more history to it with a, a potential sectional championship on, on Thursday night. When I was in high school, that's when they were winning state titles yes. across town mm-hmm. at St. Thomas More in, uh, in high volume. So that'll be a fun one to Keep an eye on in Tuscola as well, a former extra prep guest. Uh, they're trying to get us back if maybe they make a run. We, yeah. might, we might, and on the boys' side too, we might yeah, have some other episodes it, it, to exactly. catch up on. Yeah, if Tuscola girls wins on Thursday night, the, their super sectional is Monday night down in Effingham at, at St. Anthony. And then if STM is able to, to get past Mount Pulaski, they play also on Monday night uh, in a super sectional uh, up in Pontiac as well. So. We'll have plenty more on, on those two teams in, in Friday's News Gazette and uh, also just seeing if their postseason journey can continue. Well, the postseason journey for some uh, some area wrestlers is going to end this weekend. That's the girl, right. The Girls Wrestling Individual State Tournament is in downtown Bloomington at Grossinger Motors Arena. It starts Friday. Uh, also, three area boys teams have qualified for the dual team state meet, which is also taking place at Grossinger Motors Arena in uh, Bloomington starting Friday evening with quarterfinals and then semifinals, third place and, and championship matches on, on Saturday. Uh, you've got on the boys side, you've got Muhammad Seymour in, in class 2A. Uh, and in Class 1A, you've got Oakwood Salt Fork making its first ever dual team state appearance. And then Leroy Tri-Valley in, in 1A. And then real quick, just we've got seven area girls wrestlers who will uh, start the state meet on uh, on Friday in, in Bloomington. Headlined by reigning state champion Lexi Ritchie from Unity at 155 pounds. Uh, but it's 115, you've got Jalen Brumfield, a freshman from Leroy Tri-Valley. At 130, you've got Avery Schlickman, a sophomore from Gibson City, Melvin Sibley Fisher. At 135, you've got Taylor Owens, a freshman from Oakwood Salt Fork. And then at 140, you've got Ava Vasey, a senior from Unity. At 155, the aforementioned Lexi, Lexi Rishi, now a junior. And then at 235, you've got uh, a pair of area competitors, uh, Jordan Tyler, a junior from Urbana, who Kyle Likas profiles in, in Friday's News Gazette, which is a really uplifting, fun story to, to read, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also freshman Phoenix Molina from Unity. Uh, got some history with the Unity program. Her dad, Juan Molina, uh, won a state title in 1991. He was the last Unity wrestler to win a state title before Nick Nosler did it last Saturday at 195 pounds for the Rockets in Class 1A. Also, big shout-out to Mateo Casillas as well. Uh, state champ at 195 in Class 2A for Muhammad Seymour. Uh, just capped off a, a banner season for both uh, both wrestlers. And just a, a overall great season, again, on the area scene in, in wrestling. We had four area individuals wrestle for a state title. Nosler and Casillas won uh, their titles last Saturday night at, at State Farm Center. And uh, Brody Cuppernell from uh, St. Thomas Moore at 195 wrestled Nosler for the 1A state title. So we were bound to have an area wrestler win a state title last Saturday night. So that's really cool. And the Reef Paycott, a, a senior for Oakwood Salt Fork at, at 145, ended up second in his weight class in, in 1A. Just to, to cap an eventful three days of wrestling uh, last, uh, last weekend at, at State Farm Center. But uh, the wrestling's still going on. 
this weekend, Joey. So uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week's show. I think so, too. And uh, a quick plug, too. There's plenty of wrestling content on some of those folks we mentioned on NewsGazette.com. Uh, Nick Nosler had a feature on him last week, I think. Well, it was last week. <laughs> it, <laughs> was. it was. A, it was a while ago, <laughs> Joey. Time's flying. <laughs> uh, great wrestler, obviously state champion, and he runs his own knitting company. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Uh, that story's up. And if you want to learn more about Lexi Ritchie, I caught up with her before the mm-hmm. season started. So check those out on newsgazette.com. And I think, uh, yeah, Matt, that puts a bow on a, a little bit shorter of an episode than uh, <laughs> last week, but still a, a robust one. Thanks to Champagne Central Swimming and Diving for stopping by today. Good luck to the Maroons at State this week. We'll be back with you next week on Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>